Hey friends, this is a song illustration based on Phoebe Bridger's If We Make True December, written by a good friend of mine by the pen name Ogu. If you would like to doze off without any background audio before this episode's duration ends, do turn on your Spotify sleep timer. Now sit back or lie down inside your covers. Get comfortable and enjoy. No one ever told you how the cold makes you realize you've always taken everything for granted all these times. Sora took the time to cross her current state. She curls under her now awfully visible pet. The children took Akari's advice to bring her earmuffs with her to work this morning. It's a freezing Christmas Eve in the suburbs of Rikubetsu, Hokkaido. Ironically, the self-reclaimed past city for stargazing in Japan has shown no signs of any celestial bodies blinking in a deep, jet-black sky. Perhaps it exists. But a snowstorm today has completely overshadowed the stars with its white flakes falling out of the sky every second. The woman in her mid-thirties tosses off the snowflakes falling on the height of her shoulders, tip of her coat, and her thin curly hazel-colored hair. She took a fringe of her scarf and covered her bright cherry tomato-colored ears with them, then Robin folded her arms to create warmth while bouncing anxiously on the tip of her toes. She looked at her tin watch, slightly cracked under rim. It's not fairly often that you experience the late arrival of public transport, even here in the suburbs of Japan. But when you do, it's a true testament of how bad the blazing snow has been these few days. Sora thought nothing can top the misery of getting laid off work on Christmas Eve. But shivering under a dim street light, alone with a little fare to go home, waiting for the last bus ride to arrive, blew her initial assumptions away. Thinking about how her life will go on, seconds, minutes, hours, and days after this, the cold weather is truly tormenting. Sora took a glance at the glow signboard on the door of the university gift shop just across the street and left out a chuckle. A scornful one. <laughs> Two years in a row, huh? She murmured, feeling sorry for the gift shop owner, Mr. Hirata, who is probably inside eating his favorite burnt sweet potatoes by himself. It's never a lively December here in Rikubetsu. While big cities like Tokyo or Osaka celebrate Christmas Eve with city lights and full house restaurants, what's life on Christmas Eve in Rikubetsu? It's just white, 15 centimeter thick piles of snow. The cold made staying at home inevitable, making the already quiet streets nearly empty as time along leaving only the strongest of mankind last standing. Or 
At least that's what Uchiyama Sara prefers to believe. Seeing the pile of snow while standing this cold weather made Sora sure Masato won't be home until March. She thought about how she needs to restock Fumiko's formula milk since she stopped breastfeeding her last summer. That summer was the time Sora realized she can never rely on Masato to fund her and Fumiko's needs anymore. That summer, when Masato called for the third time since he left for the Kubetsu last year, to tell her that he is delaying his return again. No, she is not divorced. It's the great distance between Osaka and Hokkaido that made going home a luxury Masato cannot afford. But she assumed she was lucky that Akari, her older sister, could take care of Fumiko while she's out working. Perhaps it helped this year's winter become a little bit bearable. Nevertheless, it didn't minimize the fact that Sora's legs are close to being numb while withstanding this freezing cold weather and a late bus hasn't arrived yet. She cursed under her breath for the second time while rubbing both of her arms. The concept of being cold is uncomplicated. It is warm being sucked out of you. Warm being sucked out of you. She thought how unfair December is to people of the civilization. Why would you want to have warm sucked out of you when you can't even suck warm into you from anywhere this time around? Waiting for the bus, Mrs. Uchiyama? Her voice interrupted Sara's thoughts. Initially, Sora could only see the person's silhouette, but as the figure got closer, she turned her head to see a slender and tall figure standing right beside her. They both met eyes and the figure bowed his head to her. He was her fellow factory worker, Mr. Ichikawa Shigeo. Sora hated obvious questions. In these kinds of situations, she would usually joke around with the person. But she was way too tired to argue. Yes, Mr. Ichikawa. Sora about that. Finally realizing that Shigeo was not alone tonight, Sora greeted him again. Oh, you have company? Shigeo nudged the little one holding his hand beside him. Say your greetings, cow. Hi, the little boy bowed. Sora guessed Cow was six to seven years old by the way he holds his own small blue bag but still too big for his small hands and body to withstand the weight. It's hello, Ichikawa Kao. Be polite, scolded Shigeo. Hello, Mrs. Uchiyama, Kao bowed once more. That's alright, Mr. Ichikawa. Sora smiled. She took a glance at the big carrier Shigeo was carrying. Going out to Sapporo? No, we're moving to Obihiro, Shigeo answered. Still can't afford living in Sapporo. He laughed nervously while rubbing the back of his neck. Obihiro is nice, so much warmer than Rikubetsu, Sora nodded. She didn't remember her promise with Masato to move to Sapporo next summer. 
Akari hated the idea tremendously. She has grown attached to Fumiko. Nor does she want to leave together. Zora understood that it's hard to leave the place you've grown all your life. But now, with or without Akari's blessing, they would have to delay their plans once more since Sora needs to find a job to survive this winter for the leaves. Sora then realized there had been utter silence since the last sentence she said. She looked over her shoulder to see Shigeo bending down to just cow scarves so that it covers most of his lower face. She smiled after seeing Kao so calm, even in this weather. What about you, Mrs. Chiyama? Shikao stood up, initiating a conversation again between them. What are your plans after this? Sora knew what he meant by this. He meant to ask what her plan was after just getting laid off by the factory this evening. Shigeru was one of the victims too. Sora knew herself that she needed to do something to survive this winter. Probably help Akari sell some goals. But for the moment, Sora will take a breath and think about it when she sees Fumiko tonight. Holding and embracing her dear daughter has always really managed her to think more clearly. I have no clue, Sora answered. I may help my sister sell some coals. I see, Shikai responded. Whatever it is, I'm sure I'll make it big. You are very smart, Mrs. Uchiyama. Oh, how Sora wished Shikai's compliments were true. How she wished being smart could help her get a physician in the factory back. In the end, People that work with their brains will lose to people that work with their sweet mouth. You are too, Mr. Ichikawa. No, I can't run my mouth praising that damn old-fashioned supervisor. Shigeo cursed, making Kyle turn his head up, looking directly at Shigeo. Shigeo made a surprised look at Sora, at Kao, then at Sora again. They both let out a small laugh letting multiple hubs of air out of their mouths. <laughs> You're not supposed to hear that, cow. Shigeo ruffled cow's hair. Cow continued squatting down and played in the thick snow, covering the pavement some more. Just when Shigeo helped rub the snow off from cow's gloves, a bright light shone from the left side of the road. Sara and Shigeo let out a sigh together as they realized their long waiting has come to an end. The bus slowed down and parked just in front of the stop. Sora took her handbag and her eco-bag full of groceries from the ground and boarded the bus. As Sora, Shigeo, and Kao went inside, the bus driver gave apologies after apologies to the three of them for arriving 20 minutes late. He explained that the bus got stuck in the deep snow just before departing, and he had to wait for the snow to be plowed. There was no one else inside the bus besides them. Sora took a seat on a two-seated row just by the door, while Shigeo and Kao sat on the three-seated row. She let out another sigh of relief 
after feeling her body temperature rise after being inside the bus. She took off her scarf and laid right beside her. Sora lay her grocery bag on her right side by the window and examined its content. She had brought Fumiko colorful dangos, her favorite. She closed her eyes to imagine Fumiko's eyes slowly turning into a line with the edge of her lips slowly curving into a smile. What a blissful feeling, she thought. When Sora realizes that she feels warm, she unknowingly puts a smile on her face. Then, suddenly, things become much clearer. Full of good reasoning, Sora realized somehow the late bus helped her take a rest, forget about the ever-going plans about her life, and focus on one thing, getting warm. It helped her focus on a single go. Just then, she could hear a loud rumbling tummy beside her. She turned left to see Kao holding on to his tummy while looking down. She saw Shigeo rubbing Kao's tummy while telling him to hold it in a little bit. Shigeo took a bottle of water inside his bag and opened the lid for Kao. Sora suddenly thought about her concept of the cold and realizes that she has been wrong all time long. Perhaps it was a misconception. Or perhaps it was being inside the bus, feeling warm, that made her eyes and mind open. She opened her grocery bag and took out the box of dangos. She took one out of two pairs and handed them across the row. Kao looked back at Sora with surprise and reached out to take the dangle. Shigeo swatted Kao's head and told Sora that it's fine with them. Take it, boy. It's a long way to a bee hero. Sora shook her head in disagreement and handed the dango even further. With a smile on her face, she reassured Kao as he finally took it away from her hands. Thank you so much, Mrs. Uchiyama! Kao bowed down one more time as he devoured the dangos in one mouthful of bite. Shigeo tagged her a couple of times, and Sora responded with a couple of your welcomes too. Have a warm Christmas! Sora smiled sincerely. It's true, that cold takes warmth out of you. But Sora left out of missing bees. Humans can suck warmth from the tiniest little things. When she thinks about Fumiko's smile, warmth. When she realized she wasn't alone waiting for the bus ride to come, warmth. When she handed out her other pair of Fumiko's beloved dangle to Kao, warm. And though people don't exactly radiate enough heat to make the cold bearable, their actions make Sora burn on the inside. Maybe Sora still couldn't trust the city to bring back warmth during this winter. Sora may receive another disappointing call from Masato and still remain in Rikubetsu for who knows how long. This freezing weather will last until February, tops. But now she realized why the saints created Christmas. Because you can't withstand the cold on your own. As cold as the city can be, summertime can set the sun ablaze with the extreme heat. Soon, 
She longed for the wind and cold, and regret wishing for it once more, just like today. But the thought of surviving this cruel long winter brings her excitement and anticipation. Because she knows warmth will find its way home if we make it through December. If we make it through December Everything's gonna be alright, I know It's the coldest time of winter And I shiver when I see the falling snow If we make it through December Plans to be in a warmer town come summertime. Maybe even California. If we make it through December, we'll be fine. Got laid off at the factory. And their timing's not the greatest in the world. Heaven knows I've been working hard Wanted Christmas to be right for my girl I don't mean to hate December It's meant to be the happy time of year If we make it through December, we'll be fine. 